Who's that guy? James Earl Jones? Yeah. Right? You got, you got the cool voice, man. The radio voice. He's oh. got the radio voice on episode 55 of G Money and The Godmother. Today we're here with Charles. What's up, Charles? What's going on, guys? Chilling. I uh, I'm excited because we're in a new studio. I heard. Yes. <laughs> we were on the third floor before and we moved up to the penthouse suite. Moving on up. Moving on up. So uh, yeah, this is a this is a cool place, fun place, um, fun podcast actually. And I'm really happy you're here, um, Charles. Give us a little bit of a background. We know you own TST Barbecue. You own a really cool tailgate business. You got miniature golf. You got fun for the whole family. Give us the introduction. Yeah, fun for the whole family. That's a good way to put it. Um, we started the tailgate business about ten years ago. And uh, we were doing a lot of the stuff out of our house, and we just grew year after year. And we became uh, my clients became Amazon and Bank of America. And we were doing two or three hundred people a weekend for every Jet Giant game. Most of the events at MetLife Stadium, PNC, backyard parties, and so on. Rutgers, and it just got a little bit too big to handle out of the home. So we were looking for a commercial type kitchen. Came across the mini golf pizzeria which I said no to for the first month and uh, just kept coming back to it and figured we'd give it a shot because in our area there, there is no barbecue. So it's really only thing I know how to make anyway. So uh, after never working in a restaurant in my life, I just took a leap of faith and three years later, still here. Actually, kind of amazing that you say that, never worked in a restaurant, because if you Google this guy's business, there's like st- like top 50 this top in New Jersey. It's like amazing, like all these awards you've gotten. Yeah, we've gotten really lucky. Um, we are top 30 in the state for wings, top 30 in the state for barbecue, and our burnt ends, which we just do on Saturday, is a top 50 bite in the state. So these lists come out, um, the journal, nj.com, uh, Asbury Park Press, uh, Best of Mama County. So, you know, we, we've, we've been very lucky. We've been very lucky. You're so humble. <laughs> Since you weren't in the restaurant industry prior, but you had a catering company, did you figure out, um, did you have anybody in your family in that type of business? Where'd you get the recipes? Are they all original no, from you? It's, yeah, basically, and... Um, it wasn't even a catering business. It was just tailgating. It was just feeding 300 people at once, you know, oh, wow. before a game. Cocktails and Yeah, we got party. a live DJ, pretty bartenders, put out the tables, the trailers, have the TVs on them, a private restroom. So you could watch the 1 o'clock games if it's a 4 o'clock game. And um, when we went in, <laughs> I tell the kids that work for me, I said, if you leave us, to go work at another restaurant. Don't put us on your resume because we're doing everything wrong. <laughs> no one will hire you. We'll be embarrassed if you said you came from That's here. That's so funny. Uh, so we have a, it's a small place, but we uh, we pump out a lot of food. Everyone has their responsibility. The kids have been great. Um, customers have been fantastic, loyal, and uh, you know we just we we found a little niche in the area, and and you know we're trying to play up to it. So tell us about the mini golf. Is that all year round, and how does it, that it work? It is. Um, so when we first got in, there was a separate owner for the mini golf. Mini golf has been there for twenty years. This will be the twentieth year, coming up. And um, we took over the kitchen. They still controlled the mini golf. And after a year, the coexistence was—it just seemed like it was time for us to take over the whole thing. So we were able to offer um, kids play and eat packages. So it's a discounted rate. We give away. Uh, we do a lot of kids' birthday parties out there, fundraising events. Um, the season is typically from 
Easter to Halloween, and then we stay open all winter. Uh, and this winter is a great example. We had great weather. So yesterday alone, we probably had 20 or 30 golfers. And we go down to an off-season rate, $5 you know, uh, per person, regardless of age or, or anything else. And it's just a nice way to get the kids out of the house and bring people to the restaurant. So now you... You have a two or three hour day ahead of you. You know, you, you sit, you go, you play mini golf for an hour or so, you come in, you eat, you hang out, and um, and it's just promoting the whole family concept and sharing tables and the kids having a good time and getting them out of the house. Yeah, I think nowadays more than maybe ever because of, you know, these fancy mobile devices and that sort of thing, just having an activity to do with the family and kids is even more important because they're stuck behind those digital devices. It just seems like it's fun. It's getting out in the elements and doing something different. Yeah, we have um, a bunch of games that we put out in the restaurant because we do cater to a lot of children. And the phones go down and Connect 4 will come out or the Magic 8-Ball or the Rubik's Cube. And you start seeing them play with the toys we play with as kids. And and they're not looking at that. So that's kind of pretty, you know, it's cool to see and, and... witnessed at the kids it's interesting because it's different right it's something new and different i was actually i took my youngest daughter who's nine now took her to the dental or the orthodontist recently and and she has a she has a cell phone but when we got there the uh, you know the sign on the door said you know no cell phone allowed in the office so i said okay you gotta you know find something else and immediately she went into that remember that red thing with the dial yeah, knob thing right etch and, a sketch. and etch a sketch yeah she did it for like 20 minutes while she was she was captivated by yeah. it i'm like it's so basic that's what i played with when right. i was your age right. funny stuff do you have to uh, have a meal at the restaurant to play mini golf or can people just no, go play mini golf? you can do golf? everything separately. Um, we kind of set up our system where it's basically everything's to go even if you choose to eat there. So there's no silverware. It's plastic everything. Everything goes out in paper. We package everything up and if you choose to sit at one of the picnic tables or inside, you can just stay as long as you like, you know, eat. Um, but we did it kind of on purpose Taking an idea like from the south, if you go down south, some of these crazy barbecue places are in the back of a gas station or part of a general store or just on the side of the road with the smoker. So we don't have an elaborate sit-in restaurant bar type area, but we didn't want that either. So what we wanted was six people online, you know, just that feel of the smoke is in the air and pulling in, pulling out. And more and more people are eating in. Um, and we're finding through Grubhub, DoorDash, Uber Eats, we're getting a lot of those takeout orders, and people are just constantly calling to pick up. So we try to be as old-fashioned barbecue as we could with some technology edge to it, having delivery service, online ordering, um, specials, and we're really engaging on social media with the town. We just don't always promote food. We make a ton of jokes, and we have stupid dad jokes up on the walls inside and different quotes and polls and trivia so we try to be as engaging as we can with our customers i mean if you can't tell definitely a fun place to go check out and what about what about the the catering side do you do much in terms of catering we do we do a lot of catering um this month for example is smoked corned beef i only do it in march i started it on friday we sold out friday and saturday night uh the catering orders are starting to come in and because of the way we cook, we actually do cook low and slow. So a corned beef can take me anywhere from 10 to 12 hours to make. And that goes for most of our food. So when we do catering, especially around big events, we only have certain slots we could fill until we just say we just can't do anymore. And we started on Friday with the corned beef. And St. Patrick's stays not until the 17th. But for the weekend of the 13th through the 15th, we're almost completely sold out in, in the three days. Um, it just It's a great 
It's a great corned beef. It yeah. really is. <laughs> and, and the people that know it, know it. And they call in early and often and just say, okay, I'll take a half a tray, a full tray, and, right. and so on. So And you, so you're almost sold out, which means there's a sliver of hope because yeah, this will probably yeah. be launched maybe even as soon as tomorrow. Yeah. So there'll be that window <laughs> right. where people can get a hold of you? Yeah, we still have some room. Um, Super Bowl is another example. You know, we went through maybe 600 pounds of wings the Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, people ordered in advance, which was great, but still people walk in at 4.30, you know, thinking that we have everything. And it's just because of the way we just can't throw something in an oven and be done. Right. It, it has to get cooked out. It takes time. It takes effort. And we make what we make, what we think we need. And then once, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Because yeah. you know? sometimes yeah. I see on your social media, you'll be like, yep, I'm sold. we're sold out yeah. of this, sold yeah. out of that. And and people take that the wrong way sometimes. We don't do it as an ego thing or to say, look how great we are, we're sold out. We do it so you don't make the ride. So you don't, you're not upset coming down and we don't have the item. So right. we try to be, uh, I would love for you to come down, see that we don't have the item and pick something else because you're there. So I'm actually hurting myself by saying that. You just don't want to disappoint. When they come yeah. in, you'll be like, yeah. well, we put yeah. it on our social media. Right. So. And most of our regular customers know that and they understand that. But, uh, you know, it's the thing that shocks me the most through this whole thing for three years, people travel to come to us. People come from Jackson. We had a family from Bergen County. Um, Union. Union, And it's amazing that people are getting in the car and driving an hour, an hour and a half just to have our barbecue. Guaranteed they weren't doing it for the pizza place that was there before you. Because, you know, let's face it, there was pizza places every corner. If you said you're the only barbecue place in your area and it's good, people will travel for that. Yeah, and and it it shocks me every time someone comes in and says, just we're in the car for an hour. That's awesome. Wow, why? (laughs) So since you've started this three years ago, what have you what is one of the biggest lessons you've learned as being a restaurant owner or business owner? Patience. You know, patience, <clears throat> one of the things we're, I'm most proud of, it has nothing to do with the food. In three years, uh, we hire a lot of high school kids, mostly seniors. No one has quit or been fired. Wow, Not one great. person. And they leave for college or leave for another job. But there's never been an instance where I was unhappy or they didn't do their job. And that's the fabric of the community. These are our high school kids that my sons go to play baseball with, football with, just everyone knows in the area. Um, so that's one thing I'm extremely proud of. Uh, as far as <clears throat> the community, what I've learned, it's just a great town. I mean, Leonardo, you know, no one knows it. So we kind of say it's by Sandy Hook in Middletown. And we try to, you know, Clark's Quick Stop, we're right there, Wawa. And we try to give all the um, all the landmarks. But the people have just been, I mean, be, beyond anything I could say. They've just been super loyal, super supportive. They, I, I, when you pull in, I know what you're going to order. Like when I see you walking out of the car, you know. So we have that that customer base, which the truth is gets us through the cold months. You know, that's what pays our rent in in the slower months. In the summer, when there's a two-hour wait, you know, people are coming down to the shore and they're stopping, and the marinas are open, and they're going out on the boats and the fishing. We're packed all the time. Uh, in the winter, it's a lot different, you know. And and those loyal people have really supported us. You know, for the three years to keep us open. That's awesome. Yeah. You started off by mentioning patience, and I think that's really an interesting takeaway, key takeaway for any, any business owner, right? Yeah. Who was, you know, whether they be just launching or even if they've been in business a long time. I find that in business, 
things many times take longer than you anticipate. Like, you know, you oh. plan for it, but it actually always seems to take longer, right? Yeah, without question. And, and things and, always cost more money than you might <laughs> yeah, do, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and that was kind of the thing with patients. You know, there, there are days, even now, we'll sit there and no one will call or walk in for an hour or so. You know, and you're just sitting there and make sure you got everything prepped and you're getting everything ready and you're getting everything going and you're planning your next move, which is my special for the weekend. And you start doing it in in that respect and it, it just takes patience you know it's we're not in a strip mall i don't have a shop right next to me or a liquor store where there's constant buzz and people everywhere you have to f- come to us there's no other reason to be in that area besides us um and, and it took a long time and it's still it's still a work in progress where to get the name out to be uh reputable to stand behind the food to take care of your customers to make sure you put out a consistent good product you know you can make the greatest rib one day and two days <clears throat> later they're dry. The guy that has the dry rib is never coming back. So you got to yeah. make sure you're consistent all the time. So persistence and or patience and consistence. Yeah. <laughs> consistence, <laughs> persistence. Man, those are hard to say if you say them fast. That's an, and that's any business, yeah. right? It's, you just got to weather the storms when they come and, and make sure, you know, you make hay when the sun is shining. You seem to have almost like a, uh, I mean, you talk about family, you talk about the, the, you know, servicing the community and those things, but there's almost like a sports tie-in as well. Maybe because the bright spark for this was originally the business that's the tailgating business, but obviously it's sports venue related typically. I mean, I know they do that at concerts and those sorts of things as well, but then you kind of mentioned, you know, whether it be the Super Bowl things you do or or even big events like St. Patrick's Day, but... I imagine that's been kind of a, a an, an area that you focused on, whether it be the catering, like, you know, March Madness things, things that are – so I guess what, I, what I'm getting to is if there's any takeaway for business owners out there, and I mentioned this on an earlier podcast, is kind of identify ways that you can emotionally align to things outside of your business that can complement your business, right? Well, so Super Bowl, uh, St. Patty's, those things. I always use uh, Mother's Day as a great example. It's the biggest restaurant day of the year. We're not a restaurant, right? We're a diner, a dive, and a drive-in. Like That's how I consider all three. Mother's Day is one of our busiest days of the year. People aren't necessarily coming in and sitting, but they're ordering food, and, um, and they're doing it. It's going back to the point where you plan ahead for it. So Valentine's Day, we did, uh, the picture's online, but we did a barbecue bouquet for the meat eater in your life. And it was literally all everything on a stick so cool. coming out, and it looked like a flower bouquet, but it was all meat. And it's just a stupid little thing. I it, There was zero profit in it. It was just something to put out there. And, people are Instagramming right, the hell out of that, though, right? people share it, yeah, yeah, yeah. right. And, and our, ch- our food challenge is actually the biggest social media response that we get. So anytime someone comes in to do, uh, we call it the beast challenge. It's roughly a four-pound sandwich with all the meats that we have. Um it's standing right now with 35 and one. Only one person has finished it. Oh, wow. And we have a wall of shame where we mock off and we, and actually the board, it's uh, 35. If you finish it, the meal is free. You get a T-shirt and you get your picture on the wall. If you don't, uh, you have to pay $35 plus tax, plus I get to shame you on social media. <laughs> so I just start making so fun funny. of people. Um, and when we do one, it, you go back, the views start topping 5,000 views, 6,000 views, comments, and yeah. and the like. And when I see someone might be able to finish it the last 10 or 15 minutes, I'll Facebook Live it. And again, you get to see people watching and commenting, and I'm always shocked. Always 700 people, 800 people to watch our little store, oh, wow. you know, this little thing. And I sit there sometimes, I'll put something out on social media, and I'm sure everyone does it. 
just a, does anyone even read this? You know, you're just wondering in your head, like, that was a pretty funny joke. Why did, and, you know, no one's commenting or whatever. But people come in every day and say, saw this on Facebook, That's the chicken cool. sandwich you put up, or whatever special I put up, they're in right away. You know, one of the things he's talking about is this, the four-pound thing and all of that. Yeah. That's, and we, we're 55 episodes in. I don't think we've ever had someone say, basically, create a hook. Create like that's a yeah. great hook, and it it took me back to when I was about 19 years old. I was traveling through Texas, and I stopped at the Amarillo Steakhouse, and it was a five pounds. If you could eat the eat five the pound steak in one hour, and I'm telling you, there was billboards like 200 miles yeah. away saying, "If you can stop here, yep. we'll give it to yep. you for free." Similar yep. kind of concept. It is so hard to eat five pounds of steak. It yeah. is probably so hard to eat four oh, pounds of that, right? Yeah. But it's fun. It's a novel. It's interesting. It's, you know, uh, we've the people that have tried it. We've had people come in on their birthdays with their entire family oh saying, okay, this is what we wanted to do on our birthday, which, again, blows my mind away that someone wants to spend their birthday with us. Um, actually, the person that did do it is an amateur professional eater, and he had put it on Instagram, the LA Beast. Uh, he had put it on Instagram that he was going to do it. I had no idea who he was, and all of a sudden we had 50 kids that follow him in my parking lot waiting for him to come in to watch him eat. <laughs> That's great. And it's on, the, it's on his YouTube channel, The Challenge, because he did finish it. Um, but everyone else that comes in, it's kind of like, okay, I have to give it a try. You know, we get two muscle heads that came in from the gym. and they just It's never those it. guys who can do it. It's, they, a, it's the skinniest guy in the world right, who probably right, almost right. makes it, right? And, uh, and it's, it's a fun thing to do. It's a fun thing to watch. I saw something on your website that you have some type of waffle sandwich or something. Yeah, chicken and waffle. It uh, So our gospel chicken sandwich, it's basically a breaded thigh with panko, but we use our gospel seasoning on it, which gives it a sweet and salty taste, but it's got a nice crunch, and it's, it's very, very juicy. I'll put that up against Chick-fil-A and Popeye every day. And to kick that up a notch, we put that between uh, two brown sugar maple waffles as the bread, and now we have a chicken and waffle sandwich. So every month I go back and I look at my numbers on what sold, what didn't sell, what to replace off the menu. Chicken and waffles always a top five seller in my place. That was going to be my next question. Yeah. What are your top sellers? So the ribs by far. Uh, we sell more ribs than any other product. Um, ribs, brisket, pulled pork. Those are the three mainstays. And then you go into some of the sides. We have a cracked cauliflower, uh, crispy Brussels sprouts. Uh, candy Brussels sprouts, baked beans, sweet potato mashed with pecan, uh, chili. We've won a couple of awards for our chili, so that's something that was a winter-only item. Now it's there all year because it's in just such huge demand for us. It's a smoked filet mignon chili. And um, the, the top three are definitely the mains, the brisket, the pulled pork, and the ribs. And then everyone branches off because you may say, okay, we'll have the ribs with some French fries and go, What's a pork roll nugget? Or what's a bacon nugget? Or what's a bacon on a stick? Or what's the chicken and waffle? And now you're buying it just to, you want to split it? You know, and that's kind of what happens. We're going to have a follow-up show. Except <laughs> next time he's going to actually bring an ensemble yeah. of <laughs> chicken and waffle well, we sandwiches. Live, and... On, live on location. Yeah. yeah, we go to eat there and we'll just record ourselves. Yeah. Or I'll record you trying to get the uh, four the four pounder, right? <laughs> we'll bring all six kids and cheer you on. Yeah, I'm not going to eat for like days prior and then <laughs> hope, hope I get there. So, right. well, very interesting. I want to make sure people can actually get a hold of you and find you and all those things. If you wouldn't mind telling the camera location, phone yeah, number, all that. Yeah, uh, we're in Leonardo, um, Route 36, and the website's tstbbq.com. Uh, Social media is the same. We con we're, con we're constantly on there. Specials, pricing, uh, jokes, happenings in the area. Um, I do a little thing on my own 
for the community where I'll go into other restaurants and promote their restaurant. Uh, kind of a fixed 36 type of concept to, to help other small businesses. Um, so there's just all the information you need is on there. And uh, we do deliver through Uber Eats, DoorDash, and Grubhub. Um, currently, we're closed Mondays and Tuesdays, but come uh, probably early May, we'll go back to seven days a week when the weather starts to turn. Very awesome. cool. Very cool. So in summary, great restaurant, catering options, mini golf, and don't forget the tailgating service as well, yeah. which is great. There's corporations out there. You do big ones, Bank of America's of the world, these large. So you, you're all set up for that, which is uh, kind of a unique business as well. So yep. anything else we want to cover? Godmother? No, I'm. I think it's a great business. I've heard very positive <laughs> feedback. Uh, we had a lot of people try it in the past couple months, and people are loving it. I'm starving like Marvin. <laughs> we didn't eat breakfast today, so it's like, ah. Um, well, thank you for coming on the show. This I is really great. Um, looking forward to hitting it up sometime soon. Yep, yep. We'll see you there. All right. All we're right. out. Peace. Thanks. Bye, everybody.